I'm Zach. And I'm Michelle. And this is a Couple Games Gaming Podcast. Tonight, we're going to talk about our recent plays, and it's been quite a long time since we've recorded, so it's a little lengthy. And we're also going to talk about feel-good games. Yeah, so I thought about this topic because there's several games that we have that I really like to play that always just put me in a good mood, whether I win or lose. They just make you feel good, in a good mood, happy, no matter the outcome. So that's kind of the direction that our topic is is going for tonight. We're going to kick things off like we normally do with our recent plays. So we recently finished the My City campaign or the legacy part of this game. What did you think about it? Yeah, so it's 25 plays, basically. I think 24. Oh, 24 plays. Yeah, 25. And we started it right after Christmas, and we've been playing little by little. And, I mean, we knew probably eight games ago that I was probably going to win. Yeah, we knew a while ago you were probably going to win the whole thing just based on how points were going but not that you were winning while well, you were winning more, most of the games but if you haven't heard us talk about my city before it's a tetris style towel lane game where you're building out a city on this landscape all the pieces are polyominoes or tetris style and you, you flip a card and everybody has to put that building on their board And it has two ways to play it. You can play it as a campaign where there's 24 plays, like Michelle was saying. Or you can play it as one-offs. The boards are double-sided. So, yeah. What what did you think about the, I guess, the finished? Like the board we completed? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. You add stuff to it little by little as you go. And the rules, well, how you calculate points somewhat changes throughout the play like with the green spaces not being negative anymore right because in the beginning blank spaces or green spaces are negative points but as you go on i don't know which chapter it was but they take that rule away sorry if that's a spoiler to anyone there's also you get components that allow you different ways to score points as well it, it's pretty cool going through all the stuff and opening the envelopes and seeing each new element right. added every three games pretty much. Yeah. I'm curious to see what the I'm trying to remember what they call it, the forever game or the eternal game. I think that's what they call it, how that plays because you can't incorporate all the mechanics that they go through in the campaign into one game. It, I think it'd be too much. It would, and I mean, but the board looks different too. So, like the the tree area is different, and just the general layout isn't the same. So, yeah, curious. We'll have to go back to that one and revisit it. But it's, that- it's such a good legacy game, especially if you just have two people. It goes up to four, but it plays really well at two. I mean, I feel like that's like our our favorite. It's the only one we've really played two-player, though. Yeah, it's the only Legacy game we've played two players. but And it would play similarly at four, I think, just because you don't take turns, really. You flip a card, and everybody simultaneously does something on their board. But, yeah, that's my city. We'll have to come back to it. The A very similar, maybe, game we've played recently is Welcome to... You want to talk about Welcome to? Similar because it's like a city neighborhood. Yeah. You know, you're, you're building a neighborhood, building a city, you know? I feel like they play very differently. Oh, they totally do. But yes, Welcome to, we played the summer edition. Mm-hmm. Kind of for the last time. We'll have to break out Halloween here soon. Uh, that Those are kind of the add-ons. You can get the expansions to the regular welcome to that we really like. They add a fun seasonal element. And then also they also just like add another way to get points. 
Uh, I think the summer one focuses focuses more on ice cream. So you're trying to get, like deliver ice cream using your truck, and you get more points for that along the streets. Um, trying to think. Right. So if you haven't heard us talk about Welcome to before, it's a a roll and write or flip and write where you flip cards and basically there's a card and beneath the card is some sort of feature that goes in the neighborhood. You have three options to choose from each round and you choose one of those to put in your neighborhood. The holidays are really cool because they add those uh, different scoring elements. Michelle was talking about the ice cream truck really rewards you for building houses on a street in order uh in the typical game you can build in whatever order you want you can space out houses built on the left side of the street then the right side or however but this one specifically rewards you for building straight down the street like one after the next pretty much right which is hard to do it is it definitely is and then there are also goals that kind of go along with the different seasons too don't remember which goal we played with it had to do with having a certain amount of ice cream in your little sections but it was a fun one i i really like welcome to it's it's thinky but it's also quick and easy to play on a weeknight which we did so anything yeah, else i can't think of anything <laughs> else to say on that one uh It's, it's easy to set up quick and easy to play. So, yeah. But, like yeah, that's welcome to the summer edition. What's the next one you want to talk about? We played or we debated on playing uh, either. There were several nights where we like, couldn't decide between Teotihuacan or... Uh, what was it? I know we ended up going with Teotihuacan, so we can just talk about that one. I can't remember. I can't remember. <laughs> there was something else we were going to decide between, and then we ended up picking that one. I don't remember. I remember you posing the question, and my answer was Teotihuacan. That was... So we played Teotihuacan, and we included the all the expansions. We We threw in everything. Last time we played before this, we left out what's called the expansion board or the empire board because we were learning the expansion. It was just a bunch to learn. So we threw this in and if you probably heard us talk about Teote, we come before it's sitting like ancient Aztec. You have workers that are dice that are moving around the board to these different locations and based on the dice that are there and the die that you move there, they trigger off certain actions and you're trying to build pyramids, go up these temple tracks, collect resources, things like that. The empire board added this new way to interact with the, the track that's called the Avenue of the dead, where you're, you're kind of honoring your ancestors and things like that. Excuse me. This one, you were expand to, in order to do that, you had to place warriors on this board and they kind of like, you could only place in the first spot and then they kind of chain reacted and pushed people along the map. And then you could place houses down to honor the dead. But I didn't love that. Yeah. It was probably my least favorite of the expansions we've played. I really like the wild resource. I really like the shaman that kind of give you a little bonus action. They go in the opposite direction of the die and they can power up your dice too. Yeah, I like all that stuff. I just thought this extra board wasn't worth it because I I went and did the buildings several times because I was like, well, let me see what this is about. Like, I'll try it out. And I just feel like the benefit wasn't there. Yeah, it it made the it's I understand what they were doing that the part of the board that it replaced was probably the least interesting because all you were doing were paying resources and putting down a house and you, you got points and you didn't really have a choice on where you were putting the house. But in this variant, you, you kind of had a choice on where you wanted to go and what rewards you wanted to get. But it also required a much more time sink, I believe. So you, you could go for it, but you really wanted to focus on it. 
Yeah. Like that's all you need to Not do all, to... because in this game you you can't focus just on one thing. You got to focus on two, maybe three things mm-hmm. out of the whole spiel. But building the temple really really helps. Yeah, I really like I went for building the temple and I didn't go for masks because masks are another way to you collecting masks and the more different masks you score, it kind of ramps up your scoring each round. I I didn't even touch them. I think I maybe got one the entire game. Yeah, I didn't go for them either. And so I wish I had gone up more tracks instead of built on that map. Mm. Because the last time we played, I went up one of the tracks like you go maxed to the top. out. Yeah, and I feel like that was more beneficial than this map where you go and build houses. Right. I think when we play again, we'll probably leave that part out and just play with the old, old way to do the Avenue of the Dead track. But I really enjoyed the rest of it. We played with, I played with a player power I hadn't used before that. I got points. I, I It wanted me to ascend or get my workers to six more often, which kind of speeds the game up because I felt like this game was pretty fast too. It Yeah, I did play quickly. Yeah. So. Because of your ability. <laughs> yeah. So, but that was Teotihuacan with the, played with what's it, the expansion period expansion and the. Uh, yeah, I don't like the names of these expansions. Like, they <laughs> should have had a better name. Well. You can't call an expansion expansion, and that's what they did. Well, they're, I think they're they're calling the, I forget what the original expansion was called, like the new, the classical era expansion or something like that. Well, that's fine, but yeah. why would you name your expansion the expansion period expansion? It's Because just, it has the empire board where you're expanding. Banding your empire. They ha- they could have come up with another name for that. They could have. They definitely could have. But there's got to be a synonym for that. They could have done with. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> that was Teotihuacan. Still one of my favorite games. I think it, every time we play it, I want to play it again. But the next one I want to talk about is a new one for us. It's called The Magnificent, and it is a dice strapping game where you are running a, a circus but you are de- drafting these dice to either build tents on your circus or your camp or whatever uh, you're drafting um, acts or performers to come to your circus or you are using the die to put on a performance or a show using those resources I just talked about and so it's it's very it's very thinky because there are three different colored die that correspond to the tents you're trying to build or the you can also move wagons which give you benefits and things like that that's how that's one of the ways you get your performers and it's and then the numbers come into play and they kind of compound off each other but if you you also have to pay for dice at the end of the round. So, and it's based on the numbers on the die for each color. It's really thinky like that, but turns are really simple. You take a die, you pick one of three actions and then you carry it out and you only get four, four actions per round. And there's only three rounds. So you really only get 12 turns in the game and it played very quickly, which is not enough in my opinion, but I, I, I see why they do that. Like it, it, it would almost be too easy if you added too many turns. That or it might get too samey, you know, because samey, like feel the same. Repetitive. Yes, repetitive. That's a much better word. You're right. It's a much better word for that. Like <laughs> just making same, up words. Not right making there. up words. People say samey all the time. No, they don't. It feels samey. No. I I listen to board game podcasts. People people say samey. Okay. But anyways, you're also when you draft a die, you get to take like a little bonus action based on I think they're called ringmasters that you have. But it's really neat. I really liked it. I, it was it was kind of a bear to learn. We've had this game for a few months and I just We've I, been putting off learning it. I don't know why I just did not catch on quickly to this game. It was, I don't know what it was. It just took me 
like it, one and a half rounds to really half the game to yeah <laughs> half the game to really figure out what the what I was doing and like all the the terminology and just the yeah you were I just it wasn't clicking for me I don't know why it just yeah at one point you were I was like you were I like how do you what's scoring what's performing yeah I was, and that's you would I would, I said you you performed last round. What do you mean? What's performing? You you did that was the last action you took. I didn't realize that that's what I'd done. So it took me a little bit, but by the last round, I was like, I wish we could play one more round because now I know what I'm doing, and when we play again, it'll be a lot better. Yeah, but it was I so quick like though. It. it was so quick. Surprisingly quick. I feel like you could, if you really wanted to, you could fit in more because it took us about an hour with learning with you know teaching you mm -hmm. and so that's that's something it does have a solo mode too but it's i don't think it's one i want to explore solo but you know yeah i don't know so i don't i don't ever play games solo so i don't even know how to yeah how to think through that but the last thing i'll say about it is i love the color scheme it's very the board is very dark and all the, the car backgrounds very dark, but then they have the, like this bright neon. almost neon colored dice and images and things that are highlights on the cards and such. So it's really cool. I really like that. But, it's a fun theme too. Yeah. But that's the magnificent. What's the next one you talk about? So we played a game that I normally wouldn't, just love to play one night this week. Red Rising. Yes, we played Red Rising. Zach was getting it out. and To like, play solo. Yeah, and I was like, I'll play. And he's like, what? I was like, yeah, I'll play. So I was so excited. We played Red Rising, and I had one of my, like, I think I had my best game. You had your best game. And I felt really good playing it the whole time. Like, I just had, like, good momentum, the cards that were coming up were really aligning well for me in my hand. And I was maxing out on the fleet track, which benefited my ability when I got the sovereign token. Mm, yeah. But I, I had a very different experience. Um, I didn't have a bad game. I definitely didn't have a great game though. This, the game, where Michelle was saying her cards were synergizing very well together. It seemed like mine had competing strategies to where I was like, Ooh, I really want this card, but it's going to hurt this card if I grab that card. And so in red rising, you're trying to build the best hand of cards and they kind of synergize off each other or they don't want to, some cards don't want to be with other cards. And so you're trying to build this, and it's based on my favorite book series, which is Red Rising, which is this dystopian society where there's a caste symbol uh, system. But there are a bunch of gold cards. The The golds are like the high, higher point cards. I only had one in my hand the entire game, and I started with it, and I ended up playing it, and you picked it up. And then there were like no go. No other gold cards they the never, rest of the game. Yeah, they really didn't come out. And yeah. I had two gold cards, and I never let them go. Yeah. Because I so, needed them because they they needed each other. Yeah, you had they. the Jackal and Antonia, which are bad people in the game, just saying. But, or in the in the book series. But, yeah, but I don't know any of these people. I know. I, I love the theme. And the the theme, it's, it's hard for me because it's a little pissed on, but it makes sense for like, oh, this card goes with this because that's how it was in the book. I love the game. It's awesome. It's it's one of my... I didn't put it in my top 10, but it's it's somewhere around, you know, number 12 or something. But it's Red Rising, and I'm so glad that you enjoyed your play of it because maybe you'll play more with me. Yeah, I think I would, and it, it didn't go too long. I still think sometimes I get to where a point where I'm happy with my hand and I'm like, okay, what do I do? Cause I'm done. And this is what I want. I just need it to end. But well, that's there. And there was what we decided. We, we played a couple rounds too long. Yeah. Because we, we were, we were going till 
three of the in-game requirements were met, but really if one person has two, which I think you did. Yeah. We at didn't one point that. we didn't realize it, but I think it ended up benefiting you, so it's fine. And you I, want you want by a, a landslide, so it wasn't even close. But yeah, and I don't think it affected my hand. It just affected where I landed on the fleet track or something. Yeah, or, one of the tracks. Like I might have should have had like ten points less or something. Like that. Yeah. So, but that was Red Rising. the The last game we played together was Lost Ruins of Arnak, which we hadn't... That was only our third play of it. We played it last night. I really enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. Lost Ruins, you are... It's a deck-building worker placement game, which is unique, because worker placement game, you usually just place down a worker. In this, you have to play a card in order to go to certain spots on the board with your workers. And then you're also trying to go up this research track and things like that. It has an Indiana Jones-type feel. What uh? What did you think about our play last night? It played so fast. I don't know what it is lately. All these games we have are playing really quickly. Yeah, isn't that a good thing? I mean, it is, but sometimes it's like too short. It's like 40, 45 minutes. Um, but it was good. I mean, I normally get higher up the track than I did the research. You did really good getting up the track. I was not able to get that far up. And I feel like that's a really beneficial way to get points. Yeah, this... I didn't get to kill as many monsters, nor explore as much. I, I feel like I didn't get to do as much this game. Yeah. I don't know why. We didn't play... Did, we didn't play on, like, the harder side either, did we? No, I had more cards, though. Like, I think I... You did buy more cards. Bought more, but I don't really think that benefited me because some of them I didn't get to use. Yeah. Like, I had too much in my deck. Yeah. Of, I overdid it, I think. Yeah. I could see that. The, the track, that was the first time I got to the top of the track, which was pretty cool. The... I didn't explore as much as I want wanted to. None of us got to the second level mm-hmm. of exploring, which was different. I feel like both games before that we played, we both were exploring because that's a fun part of the game. You flip over because you you have to spend a bunch of resources to explore, and you're like, "Ooh, what am I going to get?" And it's usually something really cool, and then a monster comes out too because that's what happens, and you hope that you can beat it. But we neither one of us ventured that far no because it costs six compasses yeah that's crazy i never could save up that many no compasses compasses you say that weird too you think i say a lot of things weird but because i do i think it's a compass compass yeah yeah i always if i got them i i always just went for the three since I was like, well, I, need, I only need three. And then you still need other resources on top of that. Yeah. So. That's true. One time I had a card where I had discount. Like the compasses were discounted by two or something. So it made it a lot easier to explore that mm, top row. Yeah. And we didn't come across that card in this game. No. You also got that one. You got the one this game that lets you research for a discount. But then you like never used it. I didn't get it till later though, and I never drew that card. Mm. That was the problem. Is I got some really good cards, but it was almost too late, and then I my it was too full in my deck, and I never saw them. Yeah, there was. I thought about buying something at the end of the game, and I was like, "Well, I'm never going to see it, and it's only a point. Mm-hmm. If I go here, it's two points." So yeah, but that was Lost Ruins. I'm still liking it. You still like it better than Dune Imperium? Yes. <laughs> I definitely like the theme better, I guess. It's, yeah. So I'm interested to see what the expansion adds. We obviously, that I think it was just, it's about to come out or something. So I'm sure we'll get it. But that was Lost Runes of Arnak. The last one on our list of recent plays. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about Queen Domino. Queen Domino. You did really good during this game. Yeah, I did. I don't even remember what I was going for or what. Unites and taxing. Oh, yeah. We've uh, we figured out that they're 
so in Queen Domino, it plays a lot like King Domino. If you're familiar with that, you're drafting tiles to go into your kingdom and they match them up like dominoes would, you know, the ends together and things like that. You're trying to build big areas. In Queen Domino, it adds buildings and knights and towers. And so you get these buildings and the knights can tax your land. So you get coins that can either be points or you use them to buy buildings. And some of these buildings gave you benefits for having towers or having knights when you tax. And so I was getting a ridiculous amount of money just because I had a bunch of knights. And every time I taxed, it gave me money for my knights. And it just compounded. Yeah, you had so much money in this game. I just could look over at his money pile and I was like, there's no way I'm going to win. Like, you had like 63 coins at some point. Yeah, it was I, insane. And I had like 20. And I was like, yeah. Um, it's a huge, huge gap. And I didn't have a lot of knights. You have to collect and buy tiles to get knights. So if you're not prioritizing that, which I clearly was not enough, then you don't get any. Yeah. You don't get more. You get to start with what, two? Yeah, you start with two. You start the game with two. And you had, you had like 15 by the end of the game. I had a lot. I don't know about 15, but it was, 10, it was close 11. to 10. Yeah. And so it's pretty awesome. I tried to go for the towers towers and then eventually you overtook me on them and there weren't any more being drawn, drawn out, out. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I had a good thing going with just connecting, you know, forests and having a lot of the, brick areas that give you more points for yeah. having either you know two forests or two sets of meadows like i had a lot of those but it wasn't enough yeah by a lot it wasn't enough i really like queen domino and especially like the we played with the goals from one of the king domino expansions which it gave you what it gave you points for having something in the corner right had to be a forest. In the yeah, corner. putting <laughs> forests in the corners of your kingdom. You got, I think, five points per corner, something right. like that. Mm-hmm. I was really trying to do that. Yeah, it was, it was difficult. Yeah, that's that's always hard. I I'm pretty sure I just ignore <laughs> the goals, but it's cool too. that they're there. And I th- I felt like I was doing really good in this game. Even I had one. There was one tile I couldn't place and. I realized at some point I was like, well, I'm not going to be able to place a tile, but I think it's going to be okay. So, yeah, with your 63 coins. Yeah. So it was a great game. Yeah. Yeah. But that was Queen Domino. Yeah. The last one I'm going to squeeze in here. I played Marvel Champions solo. Um, I'm, you know, playing through, I'm, I'm pretty much through all the, all the scenarios with my new Venom and Drax. Nebula is about to come out. I'm super excited about it. And they just announced uh, this week is Gen Con, which is the big gaming convention. They just announced the Spider-Man big box expansion, which has all the Spider-Man villains, which is my, you know, growing up, I love the Spider-Man cartoon. And so I'm so pumped about that. But just super excited about everything Marvel Champions. So as always. Before we get into our topic today, we just wanted to give a shout out to one of our fellow Gateway Network members. We wanted to shout out The Mad Board Gamer. He has an Instagram page. He's one of the Gamecasters. Uh, He's on the Gamecaster podcast, I mean. But he runs a fantastic Instagram page. He always has posts and topics with questions where he reads their, you know, he, he calls it the mad board gamer in inbox or something, Instagram inbox on their podcast. But I figured out he always has great posts because he always poses some sort of question within the posts. It always, so it kind of makes you think, and he's also a teacher. So that makes sense that he has questions to get results. So way to go, mad board gamer.
we are going to dive right into our topic about feel-good games. This really just came about because there's certain games that I really just think that after you play them, you're in a good mood. And again, it doesn't matter if you win or lose, you're still just, you're happy about it. They're not really intense board games, I would say. Like, these are on the lighter side, give or take. I mean, there might be one or two here that might have a little bit more to it. But I don't know. We can just dive right in. We each have a list. We don't know what's on, what's on each other's list. Um, but I thought we could just kind of go back, go through, and you could maybe start. Yeah. I, I didn't necessarily go with all of that i definitely had to ask michelle a couple times okay what is this topic what what are we going for here what's feel good games and she had explained to me several times so hopefully the games that i picked fell in with what she imagined and i'll kind of defend my answers of course but not all mine are light I would say. And so just, you know, the, you said feel good, win or lose. And so that's what I kind of went with. I only, I only went with three and I feel like that's, I'd like all, all our games, right? Even if I, you know, win or lose, I'm not like mad or poor sport or something. I just, these are the games that kind of came to mind when you described the topic. So do you want to start us off? Cause I think you have more picks than I do. Yes. I have six that I, listed out so yeah, i have half that many you don't you don't have you don't, so we don't have games that make you in a good mood all of them all of them every single one of them every single one of them <laughs> wow okay all right so my first one that i was thinking of it that really got me thinking on this topic to begin with was meeple land meeple land that blows my mind it's just like a happy game. Like you're building an amusement park. It's like roller coaster tycoon meets a board game. And that was a fun game growing up. Like online, you know, back in the, I don't even know, computer ages where you didn't have internet or you didn't, you know, use the internet. <laughs> I don't know. Meeple Land always, it's a good pick for you. I know, because I know you really like this game it always frustrates me because the pass and the ride i need never line up the the people of different colors they never are the ones i need like the ones that come on the buses aren't i can't i can't ever synergize i feel like i'm never synergizing in that game and it but frustrates that's okay me. because it's still such a happy game it's okay Is it though it's not like Azul, where you're everything's frustrating and happening, and you're just stressed about it the whole time. It's true. That's you're right. It's, it's like a happier version of that. I guess so. I don't know, but that's a good pick for you. I know you always say that when we play it. I'm always like, no. Sometimes I get that Azul feeling, like nothing's lining up. <laughs> but other time, okay, it's a good pick. So, all right. What's what's one that you had? So I'll go with I'll go with the kind of curveball I had here and that's going to be underwater cities. What? Definitely not a light game. No. But underwater cities like sometimes I could kind of care less about the score because it's just cool synergizing my my cards and my my action spots and then building my network of tunnels and underwater cities and trying to connect them to the land cities. I, I always have a good time playing it. Yeah. I'm getting your, your seaweed areas and your right. little salt areas. And I forget the other one, the it's the, there's desalination plants, kelp farms and laboratories, I think. Yeah. The what little they make science. I can kind of see that. I just don't. I think this game has a lot of. It's a long game for sure. Like this game isn't quick. Can't be quick. It's always long. No, it, it definitely is. It's a it's a meteor game. It's full. The expansion did what all great expansions do. And they kind of jump start it. You even start around. You start on round two instead of round one when you throw in the expansion. And so that's 
a good move in my opinion. But I can see why though you would you'd pick that one. I think it's that's still a good yeah, you know, choice. You, you win or lose, you have your underwater cities sitting in front of you on this board with and the the domes are three dimensional and it's true. It's cool. You know. You still feel like you've accomplished something. Right. Even if you don't Right. Do you like really great at it, like greater than uh, someone else, but you still see your board in front of you and feel like you've done something. So I definitely can see. Yeah. How that would, how that would fit. Yeah. So the other one that I, the, one of the other ones I was thinking of is Santa Monica. Ooh, that's a good pick. Yeah. I sh- totally should do it. We need to play this one because I, I was thinking about this one the other day. Just building your little boardwalk, you know, you feel like you're, you know, on the coast of California somewhere. Yeah. It is very cool. It's very um, chill, chill game, very mm-hmm. chill vibe. Did we talk about when we did relaxing games? I don't remember, but. I don't think we did, but it could fit that too. Yeah, it's definitely because I don't think you add up points until the end. So you really don't know how you're doing the whole game until the end of the game. Mm-hmm. And like you said, win or lose, you have your little boardwalk in front of you and you got some cool stuff going on. You got people playing volleyball and you might have some shops. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a great pick. I should. I wish I would have thought about that. Why don't you do another one since you have double the amount I do? I also put down my little scythe. That's a good one. Yeah, it's just like you feel happy playing it. It's nothing like actual scythe. You know, there's just, it's all happy. It's very colorful. I'd say it's a lot like regular scythe. <laughs> it's like a distilled version of scythe. Yeah, but it's not like. It's not war. Yeah. And you have, you don't have a board to keep up with in front of you. You just have, you don't have the personalized board to keep up with. You just have your little action board. Yeah. And in your little characters and everything going out. Yeah. The I'm trying to think. There there is some combat in it. Yeah, there's some mild, fights. light, yeah, little little fun combats in there. Yeah. And it's just a it's just like a happy game. It is a happy game. It also promotes some sharing and Things like that. If you if you generate resources and you place it where your opponent is, you get to go up on the popularity track. The little hearts. Mm-hmm. They yeah. call it something else. It's like the friendship the track. The friendship track. So, it's, it's popularity in scythe. It's friendship in scythe. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that's why I was thinking that's such a feel-good game. That is a, that's a good feel-good game. And I just think it's good for kids because it teaches... Some good little moral lessons in there. It does. And it's also, well, it's definitely a higher end game. We got this game from my niece and nephew, and I'm pretty sure they have yet to play it. And we we haven't had a time to teach them because we didn't have it for a long time, one. And two, our son is not at the caliber of uh, <laughs> no, you need to, to play to be game. like eight, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll get there eventually. Maybe. Maybe seven, if uh, depending on. We'll see. On yeah. But yeah. That's a good pick. Good pick. My next one is Wingspan. So Wingspan, it's a game about birds. All the birds are different. All the All the birds are on cards, and all the cards are unique, different birds. You can learn something about the birds, like they're their wingspan and things like that. You really don't know who's winning until the end of the game. And so I think that's kind of playing a key in some of my selections is you don't know who's winning until the end of the game. You have your whole aviary of birds with, and you got eggs on them and just every turn feels good to me. It can be a little bit of a puzzle to make sure you have the right amount of food and eggs and things like that to play birds. But it's it's just a really cool, smooth running 
game that makes me feel good every time we play it. Yeah, that was which one? Wingspan. Wingspan. Sorry. <laughs> just so glad bad. you're paying attention. <laughs> no, well, I was thinking about this one, but to me, this one just fell into the more like relaxing side. But I can see how it would fit the feel good side too. Like it's, it's both. Sometimes I just I want to have done more in this game than I than I do, and I don't feel as yeah. accomplished as I had hoped, and so that's why sometimes I don't feel as good at the end of the game. I I can see that. That's a fair just because I. Criticism. I'm just like, oh, I really wanted to do this, and I wanted to do this. And all the games that I'm thinking of, there's nothing else I would have done. You know, I'm so content with how it was and how it ended. Like, you just have this, like, content feeling at the end of the game. And that's what I think makes a feel-good game a feel-good game. It's like, gotcha. you're just like, yeah, you know, I'm so content with this. It's all, it's all there. This is just, you know, fine and dandy. Yeah. I don't always feel like that. I rarely feel like that with Wingspan. There's always something where I'm like, I could have done this. I wouldn't do this. You know, I need to do it again. Uh, so I can... Yeah, but, you know, it's. Which is a good thing. Like, I, it's a good thing to have that in a game. I just don't think it goes with what how I was. Gotcha. Envisioning a little bit game. But if you do, then that's fine. Thanks, babe. <laughs> so, <laughs> the others that I had. I got one more too, so but you can name two. Okay. So I picked Overboss. Overboss, really? Yeah, it's just you know, you like video gaming world through your little sixteen square grid. Yeah, no, I I love the game. I'm just trying to Yeah, you got your little stuff. I don't know. Same thing with Wingspan. I always feel like the or what your criticism with Wingspan, I feel more an overboss. I feel like Oh, I didn't get this these people in a line or I didn't I could see that. I, you know? I yeah. Sometimes I feel like I didn't really have much control over that though. Because it's like that's just what was drawn. That's how there's a lot less that you can control in Overboss. It's kind of more luck. That's true. Driven. Um, it's not like you have resources to really collect and buy things with. It's just like flip the tile. Flip the monster. Take your pick. So that's kind of why I was like, well, I'm okay that I don't feel as satisfied at the end of the game because it's like there is that luck, randomness yeah. aspect that's that I feel like is less prevalent in Wingspan. Yeah. There's also the criticism we kind of had the last time we played it where we didn't see a lot of a certain tile or something like that. And yeah. And it's a player count issue. And so I think True. there's you, there's some sort of homebrew fix we need to play with next time. And maybe I'll feel more satisfied. Mm. But yeah, that's not bad. I disagree. But, you know. <laughs> you do, do one more because you still have two more, right? Well, I only have one more. Oh. I decided to take one off. Oh, okay. Well, I'll do mine then. Yep. My, this one's kind of a curveball, too. But it's still, I, at the end of the game, I always feel good. <laughs> so, um, my pick is Five Tribes. Huh. Five Tribes is, it's a Moncala style game where you basically take an action by picking up a fistful of meeples off a tile and you drop them Moncala style to another tile and you trigger the tile's ability and you also trigger the last meeple you drop has a color and you trigger that color ability. And it's Arabian Nights theme. So there's there's genies, you're building palaces and oasises, and you're claiming tiles with camels, things like that. It's there's a lot of ways to score points, and you it's a similar thing. You don't know who's winning until you add up points at the end. And it's just a really I always feel good playing it. It it can be kind of hard during turns to figure out, okay, where do I need to go? What do I need to do? And how can I do it? <laughs> but at the, the end of the day, it's just like, okay, I see I can take these meeples and go there. I really want to get to this location for any colors. And at the end of the day, you have a bunch of goods in front of you. You got a bunch of genies in your employ. Maybe you got some advisors and some mystics at the, 
I forget what they're called, but the little white meeples. So sitting in front of you. So that's another thing. You got stuff in front of you. Feel good about it at the end of the day. I I mean, I can see that. I still feel like I wouldn't pick it on my list. Again, we probably we probably you know, that's why I had to ask you several times. I'm just like, I just don't understand this topic. Because I definitely don't always feel great at the end of that game. No? No. <laughs> I like it. I like the game. I think it's a great game. Sometimes I'm like, man, I just didn't do as well as I wanted. Or along the way, like you're always messing people up with dropping the little meeples. Like, you know... You said you're never. Well, the game is so it's so tactical as opposed to strategic. Like it's tactical because you have to assess the situation now. You can't really plan long term. No. And so doing that, it you kind of, I don't know. I always feel like I'm better at tactical games. And so I'm like, okay, I did the best thing I could have done in that situation. In that moment. And yeah. so that's the way I look at it. And so i I play it out that way. I'm happy with what I got in front of me, but it's true. So, but that that's you know the reason I picked it. So, okay, well, I'll what was your last one? My last one, I debated on it. Like I don't know, I still debate on it, and you might talk me out of it, but I still think that I'm happy when I play it, even if I lose. <laughs> and that's patchwork. Patchwork. See, I don't know. I the last time we played patchwork, I felt like I had a a great quilt going and you won. And I felt like I was doing everything good. I was I felt in my tactical plays, I was I was getting to where I was like right on top of you in the turn order track because the turn order tracks who's ever behind or whoever's on top gets to go and so I felt like I was playing that really well. I was getting all the little presents and all that. Yeah. Because we have the Christmas edition, it's presents instead of patches, I think is in the original. But and then I still lost. <laughs> but I don't know. So that's why it it didn't feel good to lose the last time. It was fun playing it. I'm not saying that, but it I didn't feel I was like, man, I feel like I couldn't have done anything better. I don't know. Hmm. You know yeah, what I mean? Uh, uh, yeah, I can kind of get that. Because that's a feel-good game to me is one that I'm like... Content. I I played... Yeah, I don't know. I go back and forth. I was about to say, I played the best I could. Now I was like, that's why I was frustrated about Patchwork. I played the best I could and I still didn't win. <laughs> but <laughs> So I was contradicting myself. But and I don't know. There's gray area in... So yeah, all these topics. But. So why'd you pick Patchwork? Because I, I've lost that game more than I've won it, and I still have a great time playing it, and I'm not, like, bitter at the end. I'm like, it's well, like, that's fair. That's a good point. That's, you know, the point of the topic, right? Yeah. Because I've only won that game one time, and we played it. I think I played yeah. it, like, four or five times, and I still, like, like it and enjoy it and I'm not, like, bitter about it. Like, sometimes I get with other games. Like, what, Dinner in Paris or... Not dinner in Paris, uh, Paris, La Cité de Lumière. Yeah, like that one can get really frustrating. And then again, like Azul can get frustrating. Yeah, I don't. Sagrada can get frustrating. Mm hmm. Um, because I looked at all Tiny this. Tiny Towns is super frustrating. I would not pick that on this topic. Which one? Tiny Towns. Tiny Towns. Yeah, when you were talking about this and relaxing games being kind of too similar or you were asking if they were, I was like, I don't know. Cause I feel like some of those relaxing games, like Sagrada, I feel like is relaxing, but I get super frustrated at the end because I have a freaking hole in my window. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not content. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, that was a good topic though, babe. Yeah. Well, I should uh, contribute because you always come up with the topics. So. Oh, not always, not always, but lately. No. So we just need to get back up into our schedule of podcasts, which is, I don't know, it's been hard lately with school getting back and just 
I don't know, all the... Yeah, finding time because it's anytime we're recording is it's time. We're not playing board games or we're not catching up on a show or something like that. And so it's it's challenging to find the time. Yeah, but, the right mix. Yeah. Of all of that, but once a month, you know, <laughs> where we seem to be. Yeah, once a month, maybe twice a month if you're lucky. We want to thank everyone for joining us for this episode of Feel Good Games. Yes, we were able to kind of share some of those games that we do feel happy and content with at the end of playing, even though they're kind of different for both of us. But that's the whole point of this. So if you ever want to see any of these Feel Good Games or other games that we play, then you should make sure you're following us at a acouplegames.mz on Instagram and TikTok. We also have a an email account that you can send us questions if you have any ideas or anything. We'd love to uh, reach back out to you. And that's a couple games 2014 at gmail.com. You can always find our merchandise on Redbubble. Our link is also in our Instagram. Get some cool. We got a, we got some new sweatshirts and hats and stuff. Yeah, I really like ago. these hats that we got. Yeah, those those are pretty sweet. We each got a hat and got a sweatshirt. Hopefully, it'll actually get cold soon, so I can wear it. But anyway, yeah, Texas. We only have two seasons: this scorching hot or ice. Ice, yeah. Which <laughs> still feel like we have a little little bit of summer left here, where it's hot hot but anyway super off topic so yeah thanks for joining us this episode we can't wait to get back and find another topic again if you have any of those ideas send us send them our way that's right but until next time i'm zach and i'm michelle and this has been a couple games